through, say, you know, my writing. That really leads you forward and you can start from a place of knowing the impact that you're going to make on others and, and why it matters. You're listening to the Branding Gems podcast, a podcast that is not just interviews and conversations, it's to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question. What are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way? And then we discuss it. To feel your passion-filled lifestyle business, I promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business. And together, we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. If you're not following me on Instagram, if you're not following our podcast on Instagram yet, definitely do so at Blank Room Design or at Peggy Bree, which is moi. And definitely reach out. Just connect with me. Let me know who to bring on this podcast. Let me know if you want to be on this podcast and just connect with me there on Instagram. And of course, last week we had a giveaway and it was pretty cool. It was our first giveaway for this podcast and the giveaway winner is Not Really Art. So congrats to them. They have a shout out and they have a safer seat hat from our last week guest episode. And so their shout out is that Not Really Art is a business located in Niagara region run by Maddie Wasink and they specialize in custom wood signs and DIY craft kits for children and adults. Established in 2019, their work is sold across North America and proudly handcrafted from start to finish. You can find them at Not Really Art on Instagram and notreallyart.com. And Not is spelled with a K, like Not, which is so cute. And I love supporting small businesses and brands and, and women founded passions. They're just so, they're just such a core of me and I, I love doing that. So, this giveaway shout out and this shout out to this, this awesome this awesome craft maker and business owner is is truly one of a kind and I love doing these so one more thing Zencaster sponsored this episode so thank you so much to Zencaster and you can definitely use my code at Peggy Breed to get 40% off for three months and two weeks free and what is Zencaster well Zencaster is a platform for you to record audio or video and you can use it for your content it is awesome they have it's like hd recording and you don't have to use it for podcasts you can use it for social media content you can just use record the voice you can record the video that you need and you can also record with people around the world so there is that opportunity if you want so use my code at peggy Bree to try it out and yeah, I feel like I talked a lot in this in this pre-intro, but uh, I I'm I'm glad that you're here and and thank you so much again for just being here for supporting this podcast and um stay tuned. I love this guest and I hope you will too. I know you will. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Branding Gems. I have such a lovely guest today and I'm so excited to share her top three tips and advice in branding a business and also what she learned in her journey so far. 
So today we have Diana, and she is the founder and writer behind Required Reading, a brand copywriting studio that works with passionate, intentional, and life-centered brands to create distinct voices and copy with character. Welcome, Diana. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're awesome. And (laughs) Diana's one of the authors for our book, Branding Quickies, where we got 20 women from around the world to share their insights, tips, stories, and everything in between in branding and business. And I absolutely love Diana's section. (laughs) It was just so real and relatable. And she took people through the thought process of what it's like to leap from the nine-to-five world and how her business was shaped afterwards. And I also want to note that Diana is one of the best copywriters that I know. And (laughs) I love her dive-in process because she's also a deep thinker like myself. So she is awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for that intro. Yeah, writing for the book was honestly, such a fun process. And yeah, I'm just honored to be a part of it with so many amazing women. Yes, I seriously, like your section was really relatable, because I remember you mentioned about how you're at the office, and then you're, you, you know, it just became like an epiphany of some sort where you realized that you wanted to take that leap into starting your own brand and copywriting studio. And in that thought process, I'm sure it was a fearful thing to leap to, but it, you know, you, you came out of it and, it, and, and your studio is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm sure so many people listening can relate, but when you're in, you know, a nine to five, you're working for um, an agency of whatever kind, uh, there's always something that you feel like is missing. Cause I, I, I mean, there's some amazing studios and agencies out there and, um, you know, not to say that they aren't, but I think when you get to a point in your career where we, where you really want to niche in on something, um, you just start trying to look for, okay, where is that place that's going to fulfill me creatively, is going to mm-hmm. offer the kind of lifestyle that I want. And I think it's hard because when you're in a nine to five, you don't really realize that there's another way to work. Um, mm-hmm. and at least that's what it was for me. I knew that it was possible because I started seeing, you know, these designers on Instagram starting to pop up and the creative entrepreneurship life. And I didn't know anything about that, but I was intrigued. And so I just kind of watched Mm -hmm. them for a while and then tried to figure out how I could do that for myself. Mm -hmm. It's so true because it's like when you're so far from that reach of accomplishing what you want to accomplish it's sometimes a wonder where it's like okay like how did those people get from a to b and then c to d and then and then when you start to figure out those pieces and directions on your own pave it's it's incredible what one can learn from it and that process throughout so it it's is. Awesome. Yeah. It's really like the school of observation and social media <laughs> and, right? just, um, and, so yeah. and community building. There's something to say about the communities that you can sort of join and insert yourself in and really be a part of on, on Instagram. Cause I know that's a huge, it's still a huge platform for all creatives right now. And there is something to be said about why it works. It's because you get to learn from others and Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk a little bit more about that too. 
So true. Let's dive right in. What are your top three tips on branding and business? And let's start with number one. Number one. So this was the first thing that um, that came to mind, and it's really about value. Um, and I think that for any creative business owner, for anyone who's trying to figure out where they are in their journey, um, whether it's with their craft or or starting, you know, some kind of online business, I think knowing not only just what you value, but the value that you specifically offer. So what is that value that you are able to reflect through your craft or expertise? And I think if you know that, if you come from a place where you're not second guessing, and obviously we're human and all, all of that insecurity is real. And I, you know, am a, am a huge, you know, I guess, um, victim of that, (laughs) but like we all can Mm -hmm. be, but I think when you can really outline for yourself, this is the value that I offer for people through, say, you know, my writing, Um, Mm -hmm. that really leads you forward. And you can start from a place of knowing the impact that you're going to make on others and and why it matters. So yes, that's my first. first I love that. It's so true. And it, that to know your value for your brand and business, but to also seek out what you can provide for other people and who you're serving is so important. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to the question of like the word value. Cause like, mm-hmm. I'm sure the world could define it as a monetary value and, and to have money behind it. But what does it mean to have value for your audience and your business that's apart from yeah. monetary value. Well, when I think of value, it's such an interesting thing because it's it goes beyond, you know, just price or investment or putting a number to something, but rather value really is what is like an intrinsic quality that we place on something. And so, you know, if you look at say any household go- good like a candle or something, there's some candles that cost $5 and there's some that cost $60. And so where does that value come from in that range? And, you know, that that's more specifically about price. But when someone puts value on something, it immediately like attains that and, and tells others they should value this in the same way that we do. Um, and so when, when we do that for ourselves, I think it's really honoring to ourselves to, to remember, you know, to push past the doubts that we inevitably have, the the insecurity, the imposter syndrome that's, you know, tends to run so rampant. But I think the, you know, really amazing antidote to that is remembering the value that you can, you know, ultimately place on yourself and then and then from there your business. So if you, you know, show your clients and peers that I put value on what I do and what I offer, and that's that's gonna be communicated to everyone else and um you know they're gonna see that and also value that Mm -hmm. that's so true and it's interesting because in that way for the audience that comes in favor of your brand and business they also can see that you value not only your brand and business but you value them and that they know as a service provider that you are invested in creating the most value for them too and in your case it would be through like copy and written words and finding the ways to communicate that so that's so right interesting yeah 
Yeah, that's such a good point you bring up because it it does. Yeah, it starts with you so that you can in and of itself, you know, have a way to qualitatively sell what you're doing. You know, you need a way to to relay to someone, you know, this is why this is important. It's not just about selling a good or service. It's because I really do want to make an impact on you. And then I think from that place of knowing your value and your worth or what your um, craft is worth, then you can go and do that to the best of your ability for someone else because you believe that it's important, not just for you, but for them. And yeah, I think that's, I think, you know, brands and businesses who really operate from that sort of place, I think they stand out. And I think that's why they're successful is because they're really in tune with that and they're they're able to take that time to really figure that out before so that it informs their work. And trust me, this is all easier said than done. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just some things that I've really started to, to learn and reflect on as, as time goes by. I love that. I love that. It is an ongoing process that can be refined over time because I'm sure even as starters or maybe someone who's in the middle who is stuck in that process of, you know, value for their business and brands and their audience. Like you can't, it's not always like something that gets right on the first try all the time. Like it's really a a refinement. It's a process and it gets better over time. It really does. And you, you learn how to pivot and, you know, you have lessons along the way that humble you or, um, you know, have to even defend yourself and have to, you know, there's a lot of people who um, who might not readily understand what you're offering and the value that that brings, or even how it'll make an impact on their business. And so, you know, the the curse and the beauty of the the entrepreneurship that we do is that mm-hmm. it really is up to us to be able to define that for people and set those parameters. And it really does test you. And I'm I naturally am, you know, not a person who. <laughs> easily stands up for myself um when it comes to you know things like that or you know I I hate conflict I'm just really you know I try to be really easygoing and so that's definitely been something that stretched me within my business is learning how to do Mm -hmm. all that that's so good and before we get into your second tip I you talked about a little bit about defending that value? What does that look like? Because I'm sure that not everyone will always be on the same eye with whatever Mm -hmm. price or value you put out. So when someone is in disagreement of what is what you put out in that way, like what, how do you defend yourself through that? Or what kind of words is said to sound professional, but also to stand your ground. Yeah. And what a hard balance, right? I mean, even just talking about that, I'm sure everyone, you know, listening is like, oh, that's such a hard line to, to teeter. But um, yeah, you know, there's in probably been about almost three years of business. Um, and so, you know, along the way, I've had so many incredible clients. Um, and I'm sure everyone can attest to having a bad client experience at one point. Um, but yeah, there, there's been times where, you know, I'll talk about my process or I- explain the investment and um, even throughout the years at varying levels. And, you know, there's been just a couple clients who have not really understood where that comes from, where the price itself comes from, 
or why I make certain decisions um, or just not plain happy and are like this, I guess this isn't what I thought it was. And, you know, that, that gives you the chance to really reflect on yourself and, and strengthen your own processes. But there are times where you just notice that people are just, I think maybe missing it. And, you know, in those situations, you know, I think that it's, it's definitely a good idea to, to stay kind. And I think kindness and clarity really wins the day in those situations. And to just, there are times where you can own up to, you know, your shortcomings, but then there's also times to push in and ask them to clarify what they feel like is missing. And I think sometimes when you do that, you know, it, it can really reveal where their source of frustration is coming from. And in some of those cases, it's been because they're not clear on what they're looking for. Um, and so I would say, yeah, like, you know, apology where it's needed is great. But in the chance where you're just trying to figure out where their doubt or their pushback is coming from, I think pressing back in, in a, you know, obviously a respectful way to ask more clarifying questions or, you know, I would love to make this better or this is why this is priced this way. This is my experience. This is the value that we place on it. And this is, you know, the how long it takes or the process or, you know, for designers, there's so many other working parts that you have to quote for. So I think really outlining everything for them. And then if it's still not you know, something that they're gravitating toward to press in with more clarifying questions about what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. And I really loved what you said about kindness and at the end of it all, just overcoming that with extra kindness, even as much as a client or so is not in that same level of um, communication, it's always great to just overcome it. So I love that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> What's your second tip on branding a business? Yeah, so it kind of um, was a segue off of the first one. Um, but I, I really do think and this probably is because I'm a classic introvert at heart. Um, but I think taking the time to be introspective, and it kind of, you know, plays into knowing your values, and you only know your values and the value that you offer from really sitting down with yourself and, and thinking about why you do what you do. Um, but I think, yeah, just taking the time to be introspective, whether it's because you need a break, because you need to creatively step away or kind of recenter yourself on, you know, this is who I am. This is what drives me. This is what in turn drives my business and what I value and what I want to bring through to my business. I think that once we create that that space or that silence, it shows us then like what, what is worth like filling that space with or filling that silence with. Um, and that way, and I think creatively, this definitely helps because there are so many, you know, trends out there, whether it's in types of content or, you know, social marketing, or um, even where we get our inspiration. But I think coming back to ourself to, to know what makes us, you know, um, most energized and inspired. Um, and yeah, I just, I really feel like there's, there's such value in taking that time to really understand who we are. Cause 
as a business owner, and I'm sure everyone can attest to, you know, if you're working for yourself creatively, it really shows you what you're made of. <laughs> and I've talked about this a little on my Instagram as well. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a learning curve that doesn't just show you, you know, how to run a business, but it shows you a lot about yourself. And so I think when when different parts of yourself are revealed, you know, taking the time to pause and look inward and and assess yourself and then figure out how to make, you know, a step, a step forward or a decision. Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm sure as many entrepreneurs and business owners can relate to sometimes the world is so fast and it's ever so moving and, and the pace is quick to and hard to catch up to. And I think you're right. It's so true. Like when you find moments to really think and pause and just reflect on everything that you've done and deciding on the next step from there mm-hmm. is so it's so key, right? It it also like helps the refinement process within your brand and business, but also like overall as a business owner, like you can't just be on the go every single time of your life because that's yeah. hard for every anybody. Um, so it's so true, really thinking and taking that time to pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've noticed that, you know, um, you know, as a as someone who works for themselves and does like a creative service, sometimes the day can feel so different from each other. Or sometimes, you know, weeks go by and it's like you're just doing the same thing, you know, day in and day out. And um but, but like you, we still change as a person. We notice that our client, our clients might change, you know, the types of clients we're attracting or over time, I think that I've, you know, kind of um, found that sort of like refined cluster of types of clients that I really love working for. And that just, yeah, like you say, that happens over time. And so I think that I notice I have to kind of recenter back and figure out, okay, how should my how should my business shift? Um, and maybe it doesn't need a, a huge shift, but maybe you know the way I structure my packages, or if I need packages at all, maybe you know I'm going through this right now, so it's top of mind where I'm creating a whole new sort of pricing guide and um, kind of trying to really figure out like the bones of it. And I think it's because I felt like my business has been in a really cool transition where I'm starting to really attract to the types of projects that I've always wanted to. Um, and you know, the types of services that I want to lean into more. Um, and so, yeah, so taking that time to see, okay, if everything externally is shifting, then maybe the internal side of my business needs to shift along with it. Um, and yeah, that makes sure that, you know, everything is kept in alignment Mm -hmm. and, feels really true to you as you change. So mm-hmm. if any of that makes sense. No, it totally <laughs> makes so much sense. And with that, you mentioned that you are starting to track the right clients that you really enjoy working with or the type of clients that you that work with your brand as well. So I guess what are some tips in doing so? Yeah, well I think I think work attracts more work. Um, And so it's so funny. This is totally a blessing um, because I've been 
just so distracted by, I don't know, I guess like an analysis paralysis where I haven't had a full like website up in probably a year, but my business has continued to grow without it. Um, but I think that's because I've worked with, you know, I've partnered with designers who are working on brands that I gravitate toward and then word of mouth spreads. So I think that just like digging in, getting at least, you know, that one ideal project, um, really doing well on it so that you can show the next client that's, you know, in a similar industry or has a similar style or mindset or, um, you know, offering um, or even value system. I think that, you know, those things attract more for me and has grown that to be, you know, two to three to four of those projects that have really been, you know, satisfying for me. And, has kind of shaped the body of work that I'm, you know, trying to. Oh, I love that. And I really loved what you said about partnering with designers or other creatives who are in that same field. And then all in all, it would just gravitate towards the same interest projects that you want to work with. So that's so mm-hmm. true. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go where your people are, you know, (laughs) and I think that that's like a tip that, you know, um, a lot of experts talk about when it comes to to market to or on, I should say. Um, But it goes the same for even finding the type of work you want to. You have to go where those types of projects are being done or um, you find, you know, different circles or niches to kind of learn from and be a part of. And yeah, so it's, it's such a fun, like, journey. It's such a fun, like, learning experience to figure out what works and what doesn't. It is, because I feel like when standard comes or when people just think, oh, I'll just go to this general marketing event that only shows, like, business cards and then you just walk off like those relationships built there are nothing from the ones that you find on your own and in community and in conversations and through people like that is a whole different experience so it's definitely an interesting world I, I I can definitely agree it's so true and what's your final most valuable tip in branding and business well this is another perfect segue but it's about you know not going at your journey alone um and you know I really don't think that it was meant to and it's it's an interesting dichotomy because we're for the most part you know working solo working on our own we're a business of one or maybe two or three um And so in and of itself, it is a very isolating job, you know, that we've all taken on, but then the community is so big and so connected. And I can't tell you how many times, like mostly all of my client referrals have come because someone knew someone that worked with me or heard me talk about something. And it's just so alive and kind of like its own, like living, breathing network. Um, And so I have to remind myself as well to like interact and lean on, you know, others for, for wisdom or even just for, yeah, like conversations like this, like, tell me what you've learned or how have you dealt with this situation? Um, And I want to point out too, that, you know, the struggle with comparison is also, you know, such an unfortunate downside to being in, such a rich and um, talented community of people who are, you know, kind of in parallel industries. But um, 
what I've learned, even from uh, working with so many designers on their own brand copy and brand voice strategy, is that there really is room for everyone. And um, someone told me, I think it was a designer that I was working with on her website copy, and she's like, how do you make sure that like all of the designers that you write for don't all sound the same? Because we're essentially offering, you know, when you strip everything back, it's the same services. And I really, I mean, it's because it's different people. And so every single designer is a different human. So what they have to say and how they say it is going to be vastly different. So it's actually really fun um, to do that because it's, it's a good challenge to And, you know, I have to remind that for myself as well. You know, every writer out there, every other, you know, creative person doing strategy, everyone is so different. And there's a whole pool of clients that are perfect for everyone. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Because it's like, even if a website or brand identity looks similar to another particular brand or company, and the tones are similar at the end of it all it's still vastly different in itself because it's behind and it's so unique to them and it's so unique to each other and and every single one that's out there so I love that you pointed that out yeah and we can you know if you if ever anyone needs like further reminder of that I mean there's so many big brands out there that share the same space and might look the same, but everyone knows how different they are because they've created their own distinct little corner of their market. And I think the same can go for, you know, the creative industry too. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Cause like, I know that as creatives that everyone finds inspiration from around. And even when there's inspiration from around, and co- like accumulatively like collect it all when you make something of your own it's still going to be different because it's of your own twist to that particular gather gather of inspiration so it's it's nice that everyone really has this sort of ability to do so even if someone is not creative like they can still make something of their own at the end of the day and it's so true it is so true yeah i mean you look at if you think like really high up in terms of like brand um, awareness, like Nike and Adidas essentially offer the same exact products, but people know the difference. People know like, and obviously branding helps between, you know, the three stripes and the swoosh, but in and of itself, like they're, they're pretty similar, but people, people understand the difference and there's, you know, different loyal fans for each. And so, yeah, it really... I think thinking about those things is if those kinds of brands can do it, then, you know, um, solo, solo business owners can do the same. <laughs> That's true. And that they can still be able to sustain in itself in their own business. Cause I'm sure that people probably wonder like, Oh, if I do this, like, yeah. is it, am I even going to make, you know, money from it if it's similar to this competitor because they're going to be getting all the sales and stuff like that. But it's true, like the people that will gravitate towards what you have to offer is a different set of people. Or one person can also have two interests in those um, in those as well. But at the end of it all, like you still have one particular person that will gravitate towards 
your brand and your business and it's a good reminder because you forget about how big the world is sometimes or I do. <laughs> I know sometimes I'm like how many businesses are really out there that need all of these services? There can't be that many but I mean year after year I'm like okay I guess there's more people to serve so yeah, yeah that's that's totally true. Oh, thank you so much for coming on here and for sharing such amazing tips. Absolutely thank you so much for having me and letting me letting me ramble. <laughs> no I love it and what's next for you what's happening in the studio or even in your world? Yeah so I have feels like I've been working on it for so long but I'm really am <laughs> working on um, an updated website um, and then working on some like free free and purchasable downloadable resources for the future so kind of creating a little mini shop um, and yeah just continuing to serve my clients so yeah oh, exciting <laughs> and where can people find you now if it's not through the website yeah, so um, yeah, the website will be will be updated pretty soon. Um, but that is req.reading.co, so just required for short REQ, and then um, the same on Instagram at reqreading. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. And yeah, you're you're awesome, and I love that we're connected. And um, yeah, if anyone wants some amazing copywriting done for their brands and business, definitely reach out to Diana. She is awesome. Mm, thank you so much, Peggy. <laughs> and we are signing off. Welcome to the end, all and hi. Even though we're gonna say goodbye soon, I I just wanted to quickly say please, please, please screenshot this and share it on your Instagram. Share it with your people. Let them know what you think. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I want to hear it all, and of course I want to hear the good, but I want to hear you. I think that's what I want the most, and I appreciate you. So thank you so much for just just spreading the word about this podcast. I appreciate you for that, and. Uh, last but not least, Zencaster, you're awesome, they're awesome, and you can use my code at PeggyBree for 40% off for three weeks, no, for three months, not three weeks, three months, guys, and you get two weeks for free, so you can use it to record all your content, and that includes audio or video, and you can use it to record from around the world, they're a powerful platform to you for you to do so and you can definitely rely on them i use them they're awesome use my code at peggy brian and i'll keep you posted for next time and talk to me okay bye